We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey, I'm really excited about our next guest. We just heard from A.J. Awed. And of course, um, he is running for mayor of Minneapolis. And um, we are also talking with Kate Knuth, who is running. She's another candidate for the mayor's seat. And she is a former state legislator and chief resiliency officer with Jacob Fry in the city of Minneapolis. And she's joining us to explain why she should be mayor. Hello, Kate. How are you? Hi, Geraldine. Thanks so much for having me. Love the picture on your well. website. Love the oh, picture on your you. website. Okay, so I know that's really silly, but I, I like that. I like to look and see, you know, what were they thinking or what were they feeling in that moment that picture was taken. So thank you for that. Um, I want to ask you, as a former state legislator, what frustrates you most about this process? Frustrates me about the process of running for mayor? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I usually so much focus on what I love about it. I love... I'm going to start with what I love, and then I'll tell you what I get frustrated by. I would say. Okay. I think it is humbling and really energizing to have people share their hopes and dreams and fears and uncertainties um, with me as a candidate. And I feel like it's a responsibility to carry that through the campaign and hopefully into the mayor's office. Um, you know, I think what's frustrating this year, I feel like there's been um, more appeals to fear and some disinformation that I find very frustrating. I think we are at such an important moment in the city of Minneapolis. And, you know, when I am out listening to voters and talking with voters, they are digging in to try to figure out what's happening, our best path forward. Um, and I just think there's been more misinformation and more appeals to fear than I um, would like to see in our campaigns. You know, it's really interesting. Minneapolis is a big city. And um, yeah. in order for someone to lead, they need to know every part of Minneapolis. And, you know, I've talked to others who live all around Minneapolis. And sometimes they say, I feel lost or I feel like no one's paying attention. You know, we hear yeah. so much from the candidates when, when we're in the midst of the campaign, you know, when we're yeah. about to, to vote. And then after that happens and the winner is announced, it seems like everything gets quiet again and nothing seems to move forward. Um, in the past, mm-hmm. you worked under Mayor Fry, and here you are running for office. How does he feel about mm-hmm. you running for office? Is he supportive? Uh, well, probably not, since I'm challenging him. <laughs> but just to be clear, I was actually hired um, in the city coordinator's office, so I didn't work for the mayor directly. And I was actually hired before Jacob Fry was elected and left soon after he was elected. So 
Um, I was a regular city employee, not part of the the mayoral staff. Um, okay. And it was, you know, I think it really gave me um, a real insight into how our city government operates and how it intersects with the city overall. And I, it's something that I feel it makes me feel a lot more prepared to be mayor, having had that role. How do you prepare? I mean, where do you begin? As soon as you make the decision with you and your family and friends and you say, I'm going to do it, uh, what's the first thing you did? You know, I would actually say I I do think the decision-making process is a really important part of running for office itself. And, you know, obviously you said my family and friends, the first person I even – I, I had I had sort of thought about the idea, but the first person I really talked about it with was my husband, and he is so deeply supportive. Um, and we have a five-year-old daughter, and so oh. obviously it is a family affair. Um, and he keeps our house going. He makes sure I get fed healthy food. He takes our daughter to school. Um, so he's just been such a rock. But we talked about it, and then I started talking with mentors, with friends, um, reaching further and further out into people who just understand different parts of the city. And it, it, you know, my decision really came down to um, I've lost faith that our current mayor um, can help us navigate this moment in a way that will make a more racially just, a safer and a more climate resilient city. And so um, it come, I, I, it feels like a, a sense of responsibility is almost what it felt like. But um more than that, I think it's like a deep care and a commitment to my community. It's just that's such a foundational value for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what drives uh, my candidacy and is a thread through my whole career, I would say. Yeah. Tell me um, if you have gone all the way through Minneapolis to every community to introduce yourself at the door or to, you know, are yeah. you mail- mailers that are sent to families? Yeah. Are you doing all of that? Yeah. I am doing all of that. You know, we are knocking on doors. But actually, one of my favorite things that we have been doing is a campaign. We call them meet and greets. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they're in people's yards. Sometimes they're in, they're in parks. You know, they're outside of a library. And I've been doing three to five meet and greets a week with 15 to 40 people. Um, and I like it because it lets us as a group get into a deeper conversation than just at the door and just saying, hi, I'm Kate, you know, here's a, here's a flyer, which also obviously that's important. But I think Minneapolis voters are so hungry to go a little deeper that um, this strategy of really, you know, multiple nights a week or afternoons on the weekend, I am out connecting with groups of city residents and it's been fantastic. Well, I tell you, I'm disappointed. I have not received one, one piece of paper about you. Nothing about you. Okay, in fact, well, Geraldine, well, um, I don't have as much money in my campaign as the mayor. We are doing very well in the in the finance department, and I don't have a big pack supporting my uh, candidacy. But I will say a little preview for listeners to WCCO and Geraldine Steele. There should be some mail hitting your mailbox very soon. Okay, very soon. (laughs) It's around the corner, that's for sure. Let's talk about your website for a moment. I like to go to all the websites of those that are running for offices. And and on your website, it says, to work well, our our governance system also demands a lot from people. And I ask you to participate in the work of making our city great. Together, we can act boldly and persistently to make the city what we want and the city we deserve. Do you not think we have the city we deserve? Do you feel like we are far from your ideal of what we should be? You know, I don't, I don't think we yet have the city we deserve. You know, 
we have some of the worst racial disparities in the country. You know, when we talk about wealth, um, health issues, home ownership rates, um, I don't think we should accept that reality as a city. I think it's something we need to work on. You know, we have, uh, when I am out listening in our community, I hear concerns about gun violence. Um, that's absolutely something we need to make progress on to have the city we deserve. Um, we need a police system that's part of our more holistic public safety system that really keeps every person in our city safe. And everyone needs a safe place to go home to at night. You know, that we're not there um, with, I think, the city we deserve. And the city Minneapolis and Minneapolis residents deserve is where one where every single person feels and is safe in our community. Every person has opportunity, a safe place to call home. Um, and we're actually doing what we need to do to prepare for the climate crisis and the impacts that are coming and to lessen our impacts as a community overall. If you were to become mayor, what's the first thing you would do on day one? On day one. <laughs> it's just interesting because <laughs> I think of it as a transition period. You know, I think of it, okay, find out you win. Like government doesn't just happen with a snap of a finger. I really take seriously um, the need to think about the leadership team, the kind of balance on that, the accountability to each other and to our community. Um, so, you know, the first day, I think I would think about it in, in kind of parts, checking in with the community and celebrating us moving forward in a unified way to build a more just, a safer and more resilient city. Um, I think really connecting with our city staff, I think our um, government employees have been through a lot, like all of us, and we ask a lot of them. There's been quite a bit of staff turnover at City Hall, and so I want to make sure that our city staff um, know they have a mayor who is their partner and has their back. Um, so again, it's just really bringing us together for the vision of a better city, connecting across Minneapolis and with the people who make our city government work. It just sounds so great. And we've heard something like that before. The, the challenge for us, for me over here over yeah. North Minneapolis, is that yeah. those words just kind of hover above us. And it they never hover. seems to settle. It never seems to settle and, and yeah. get to that point. I mean, I'm talking uh, mayor after mayor after mayor. Yeah. And so, yeah. of course, with you being a woman and, you know, coming forward and saying, hey, I want to be that mayor. I want to be yeah. that person. Yeah. You know, I'm just uh, the, the idea of trying to solve the problems that are persistent in the communities, mm -hmm. particularly North Minneapolis. I mean, you can mm -hmm. even look at the whole, you know, the river. Um, oh, my gosh. What do they call the harbor? The um, Upper Harbor. Where they, the Upper Harbor. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, all of the challenges yeah. with that and uh, not enough um, low-income housing. And yeah. we could go on and on and on. These have been yeah, persisting yeah. for many years. Yeah. So. So yeah. with you standing at the helm, a woman is so different yeah. from the way a man leads. And I keep waiting for it, you know. <laughs> I just keep waiting for it. We and, do. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we will get it this time, but God bless you for running. Um, yeah. And I know you'll never regret it. I do look forward to seeing you in North Minneapolis. Although yeah. we have a lot of challenges, there's a lot of love over here. A lot, although absolutely, a lot of people absolutely. hear all of the challenges of North Minneapolis, we still have a lot to give. So come see us, come be yeah, with us and yeah, learn who we are. Yeah. We would really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have, I have, been, I have been in North Minneapolis and will continue to um, show up. You know, my daughter will be starting kindergarten next year at the Bryn Mawr community school. And, you know, her pathway is up into North. So 
you know, I'm, I'm excited about that. And, uh, you know, when I, I, I hear your, we hear this from candidate after candidate and leader after leader about these, these words that kind of hover above us. You know, when people ask me, what do you hope after four years? Um, what I really want in the most fundamental way is that people in Minneapolis and especially in communities that haven't felt fully represented by government or that government is worth investing in a real partner in, in us creating the community we, we deserve and that we can have. I hope that every person in the city feels like our government is worth investing in and a partner in creating our community together. And, you know, I know government has failed some communities, particularly the black community, native uh, immigrant communities. Um, and I, the promises of a campaign only really fully turn into trust with the partnership of governing. And so I think I'm, I'm laying seeds of trust and I am building trust now in this campaign, but um, they really will bear fruit as we govern together. And so uh, I really am hopeful that we'll get the opportunity to do that. Well, I tell you, we know how we got here. Uh, we're just yeah. trying to figure out how do we get better. Uh, yeah. Move up and forward. That's my mantra, up and forward. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I see that from my community. So um, I know that you are working hard on this. We'll keep we'll keep watching. And we have a week and two days before the election. Yeah, so, coming up. Um, and I hope yeah, it's really is. vote. Yeah, and you know, I want to. Yeah. I want to run for office one day. It'll never be mayor. It will never be mayor, Kate. I think it'd so be thank awesome you. if you would run. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, I really want to run eventually, but not yet. Yeah. Not yet, Kate. Well, Knuth, it, when you are making that decision, give me a call. I'd love to talk to you about it. <laughs> all right, uh, give us your website if people have more questions. Yeah, it's kateformpls.org. Kateformpls.org. Thank you right. so much. You take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.